0: Welcome to the Will You Sit With Me podcast, a podcast all about holding space for questions, conversations, and musings about female friendships and how to navigate them.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Will You Sit With Me. We are so excited to be bringing you another like OG format episode with just me and Lulu talking about friendship and we found some really interesting and cool things this week. So I'm excited to dive in and talk about them.
0: Yeah, me too. And I'm excited because I feel like a lot of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, we've kind of joked off air that everything is feeding into each other. It's like all the same conversation, just manifesting (laughs) in new ways, which obviously means that there's some core like tenets that I guess through this podcast we're uncovering but this is a little bit of a different concept today so it's going to be exciting to dive into something that we really haven't discussed yet.
1: Yes so today's episode we'll be talking about the three different types of friendships Mm -hmm. which I thought was a really cool concept and I think once we start to get into it like I knew immediately, like, oh yeah, like I totally see that. But I don't think that we've ever really classified our friendships that way. I think we've talked about closer friends or kind of more peripheral friends. But mm-hmm. what I think is important and what I like about the way that this is set up is that each of these types of friendships does give you something. Um, you know what I mean? Like it is still a really important friendship, whether or not it's your best friend or, you know, a, a friendship that does give you maybe something else that you need to feel whole Mm -hmm. and I love that you said that
0: too because I feel like one thing that has been kind of on my mind lately about how we've been approaching some of our episodes and speaking is I think because you and I are such good friends and we've had a friendship for so long and I think that in many ways like the friendship that we have together kind of paved the way for how we address other relationships in our lives and I think that we both like really crave like you know stronger connections like more meaningful relationships and and friendships along those lines so i think a lot of what we talk about speaks to that but what i'm happy about with today's episode is that in the three different types we'll break it down for you Um, but essentially it's utility friendships pleasure friendships and close friendships and i feel like a lot of what we've talked about is in the like close friendship category but that's really not to say that the other two types or, you know, to other people, there might be more than just three types of friendships, but it's not that those other types are, you know, not important, not meaningful, not, um, like to be respected. You know what I mean? It's just a very Mm -hmm. different type of friendship. So I'm happy that we can cover that today.
1: Yeah, me too. Well, should we should we jump in? Yeah, let's jump
0: in. So I guess to to kick this off, just so that everyone knows, we will repost where we kind of found this framework. But there's an Instagram account called Therapy for Women. And this comes from Amanda E. White LPC. And she discusses like the three types of different friendships. And like we said, those are utility friendships, pleasure friendships, and close friendships. And Lydia, wouldn't you say like, I feel like once i kind of saw this i was like oh yeah duh i totally see how this kind of plays out in my life but i don't know if i i i feel like most of my friends know this i think this is okay to say but i always joke that there's like a tiering system like in terms of like (laughs) friendships you know what i mean and like how like close they are to you so there's like your tier one friends who are like your best best like most close deep friendships and then there's like well i like to say there's like a 1.5 and then a 2 because like you know, <laughs> I don't
1: know yeah you gotta have those like those levels you mm-hmm. know because then
0: there's people that like maybe you don't talk to as much but like every time you do it's like things fall like back into place and like that might be more of like a, f- a pleasure f- friendship or something like that but then there's also utility friends who like you see and you like go and physically do stuff with or whatever it is so i liked this framework because it's similar to kind of what I have had in my head for a while, but I feel like this is a nicer way to describe it.
1: No, I thought the same thing too, because I think we had talked about kind of the tiering system. Mm -hmm. And I think that this does kind of get at the heart of that. Like there is still a category that is your close friends. But what I love about the utility and pleasure friendships is I I feel like it's still important to recognize that those friendships make you feel connected and supported. Mm -hmm. And those are still really, really valuable um, as opposed to like I think where it can get tricky when you're ranking friends is it's like, then it kind of starts to feel like, oh, well now I feel kind of weird, but I do really love like hanging out with them, but they aren't like in that top tier of like really close friendships. Mm -hmm. So I think that this to me just kind of gives better framework and understanding for like the importance of those different kinds of friendships and how they help you to feel, you know, like you're living your best life and you are able to do the things that you want to do and you're feeling fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I thought was interesting, too, is that Amanda E. White pulls out that some people can fall into multiple categories, too. So I think that that's what's nice about this system is that you can also, you know, it checks a bunch of different boxes or like it's acknowledging that friendships are kind of this like interesting type of relationship where it might not just fit into like one category, but Mm -hmm. it is something that's a little bit more fluid or maybe does like support you in multiple different ways. Definitely. So should we get into utility friendships first? Because I feel like this was of
0: the three. I was like, ooh, interesting. Like I have to think about like yeah. how this plays out in my own life. But she describes these as these utility friendships are based on usefulness. So they mainly kind of manifest as like colleagues, classmates, neighbors. And they really kind of are those people who show up as a way of like getting tangible support or they're like helpful, useful in some way. I don't know. Like Lydia, would you feel this way too? But I feel like this also plays into the people in your life who like especially when you move to a new place and you're like first making new friends where you're just like, I just need someone to like go on a walk with me or I just need someone to yeah. fill in the blank and they like serve that kind of utility. And then of course, I think through those experiences like stacked on top of each other, you kind of can get to the other two. But at first they're just kind of like, you could fill in the blank with
1: anyone and you're just happy to have someone there. Yeah, no, I 100% agree like these are definitely I would say like the proximity friendships Mm -hmm. um it's like easy to have these type of friendships but I do think that what she notes that I do think is interesting is that those of us like myself who just like small talk like I I think it can be hard to see these relationships sometimes as valuable but Mm -hmm. I think if you do kind of take a little bit of time to put some effort into it like it is nice because these are the people that you are probably engaging with on like a pretty consistent basis. Like you're either doing activities together or you live near each other or you work with them. And so I think that this really creates like a more supportive environment in that sense. But I think a lot of times we don't necessarily go the extra mile to invest into these friendships. Like I think to your point, they're kind of more of like a stepping stone of like proximity um, Mm -hmm. that allows us to get kind of something immediately that we need while we kind of build on the other two types of friendships.
0: Yeah, definitely. And something I've noticed too, this is anecdotally through other people that I've heard about this, but I've also heard that when you're in the process of making new friends, sometimes these utility people who like maybe come into your life and you do like, you know, do XYZ thing with them, they become like a stepping stone to meet other people and so sometimes like the person that you actually become friends with is not the initial person that you meet and maybe is like your initial utility friend but they're someone who introduces you to someone that you become really close with which i think is kind of interesting too because that's apparently like how so many people meet like through friends of friends which totally makes sense but i think that's another like good way especially when you're in the space of of making new friends of, of seeing these friendships
1: as helpful in that way potentially too yeah no I totally agree so should we move along to our friend pleasure friendships oh yes let's do it (laughs) so these friendships are really just based on your enjoyment of one another and it could be you know based off of different attributes maybe you find them really funny maybe you think they're interesting or you both kind of share a hobby that you can do together so again I feel like there's more of like a a matched interest as opposed to proximity. While these friendships are technically, like, often deeper than utility friendships, they can change over time because our interests and ideas of pleasure change too. Mm -hmm. This one's really interesting to me because
0: I feel like I've had a lot of friends who are, like, initially pleasure friends and then mainly, like, based on shared hobbies and then they go into either the close friend section or they like taper off kind of like how she mentions Mm -hmm. because they like things change or your interest change or like maybe you don't do whatever it was that you used to do anymore so i think that's really an interesting like way to think about it
1: yeah i think so too i mean i i feel like the place that i probably see this the most is around like when you're dating or when you are like younger and you want to go out like I feel like you have Mm -hmm. a lot of friends who will do that with you and I think that those relationships in particular change a lot as you get older and maybe you don't want to do that or you're in a more of like a committed relationship and aren't looking to like you know go and go and meet somebody or you know whatever or you just Mm -hmm. don't want to party anymore because you're old like me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you go out like for a little bit and then you're hungover the next day. That's that's us these days. <laughs> oh, you mean like me right now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I wonder how our previous guest and our highly evolved man, Stephen, would feel about this because I feel like he seemed to speak to pleasure friends in the sense of like he seems to have a lot of friends who have similar hobbies to him and that's like the core of kind of how you connect so that's really interesting to me and I wonder if pleasure friendships are something that like more men have rather than women like I feel like women probably have a lot yeah. of like um I this is like a total hypothesis like no one listened to this in case you're like that's not accurate <laughs> But if it's not, like, I I would love to see the research. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But I feel like women probably have, like, a lot of close friendships and then some utility friendships. But I can see a lot of men having a lot of these, like, pleasure friendships. You know, like, just, like, based off of, like, a shared interest or hobby or something that you can, like, literally form an entire hangout session around the thing that you both find pleasure in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I even love this example of, like, you find someone funny. Like, I feel like that feels very, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that person's chill. Yeah. You know, but it's, like, there's not really more to the relationship. So, I I would be interested, too, because I do feel like, again, that's kind of a generalization and a stereotype, but I do think that we see a lot. I also think that sometimes we see these pleasure friendships being, like, I don't know, like, how to explain this, but, like, enough like we don't really see the need to go deeper with friendships because we feel like this kind of is ticking that friendship bucket if that makes sense mm-hmm. I don't know do you feel that way I feel like
0: depending on where I am in life I only have so much space in my friendship bucket like you just said for like the close relationships so mm. if the that bucket is full, which I often feel like it's, like, pretty full, I feel pretty good in that sense, then some of these pleasure friendships are, like, easier. Which sometimes you just, like, need an easy friendship that you're like, that was great. Like, we don't need to be vulnerable. We don't need to share, like, crazy stuff. Like, we just want to go, like, have a good time around whatever we're doing, you know? And I feel like that's, like... That's why I'm happy that we're talking about this today because it's – I think it really is important to, like, have some of these types of friendships too, you know, to, like, sprinkle it in amongst the stuff that also makes you feel kind of good from, like, the core of who you are, but this feels good on, like, the outside of who you are, you know?
1: Yeah, and to your point, it's just, like, an easy friendship. Like, you have something in common. You like to do an activity together. You enjoy their time, but you're not going to have, like, a crazy deep conversation. Sometimes that's kind of a nice (laughs) – refreshing break from feeling, like, okay, maybe I need to go deeper in this friendship, or, yeah you know, when we hang out, like, we're gonna talk about, like, other stuff, yeah. you know, and sometimes it's, like, it's just nice to have, like, you know, you can just do something stupid, or do something kind of that you both enjoy, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be, like, such a big thing, Totally, you know?
0: yeah, and that reminds me, like, even last night, I went to one of my friend's house and it was um like a couple's thing, but it was basically three couples, including myself. And usually these are friends who like, we kind of go deeper. I would say they're like, you know, in that closer friendship category. But last night I felt like it was like all about pleasure friendship because we were just like laughing about the dumbest things. And like, it was like one of those <laughs> like nights where you just look back and you're like, I just laughed the entire time. And like nothing I got deep, that. nothing got personal. It was just like all like really like fun, you know, and I feel like those
1: that's like just such a great feeling. Yeah, it's just such a nice like I don't it's so refreshing, you know what I mean? And it's just nice to to like just to have like a lot of just unbridled fun. I feel mm-hmm. like that's what I've really missed over the last year too because oh, I don't yeah. know about you, but I feel like a lot of the friendships that I would maybe say are more pleasure friendships kind of tapered off because yeah. we couldn't do the same things that we used to do th- that we were kind of had in common. Um, But we didn't have that close friendship where we were talking a lot because we didn't really have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, it it is kind of more, I don't want to say surface level, but I think you aren't having those like deep and vulnerable conversations. So it's kind of nice to go back to some of those friendships now that things are starting to open back up because like I haven't talked to some of those people in a really long time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, that totally resonates with me too. And like, yeah, I feel like sometimes, like, during the pandemic, like, a lot, like, so much of what's been going on has just been really heavy, and so that's kind of, like, mm-hmm. how how things have been feeling, including, like, friendships and relationships and whatnot, and so it is really nice, I think, like, if you look at it almost like a bucket again, and it's, like, okay, I feel like I would say a lot of those, like, close friendship pieces are have been fulfilled because you connect when like there's nothing else to do <laughs> like, you know um but I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast episode today and apparently she was saying that that is not the case and that like loneliness is at an all-time high which I definitely think we should do an episode about because I feel like there's like the concept of feeling lonely in a relationship a friendship anything like that is like really interesting mm-hmm. to me so I, I would love to cover that mm-hmm. but oh my god what was I saying I'm not
1: making any sense today <laughs> No, I mean, I think that that totally makes sense because yeah, I think it, it is hard because it's like, you don't have those normal relationships that you can, that you're used to turning to like a utility friendship really, or, mm-hmm. or maybe a pleasure friendship when you are so like isolated. I think yeah. like that's where I think the close friendships came in, but I know personally it's like, there's not a lot of really, really close friendships where I want to like talk to that person consistently or like everyone's just kind of on their own schedules too so it's like even if I want to connect like they might be busy Mm -hmm. and I think that when you're at home alone with your thoughts so much and just kind of like not really doing anything like having those pleasure friendships to kind of have that like breath of fresh air and kind of like break from the day to day Mm -hmm. I I can see why loneliness would be at an all-time high because you're really only living with those super close friendships but sometimes you know, you're not going to talk to that person all the time, yeah. or it's, it's like heavier conversations that you're having, mm-hmm. um, and so you're not really getting kind of those moments of relief or other types of friendships to make you feel supported. Mm-hmm. Totally, and like
0: as a human, of course, connection is one of, you know, the highest needs up there, but so is pleasure, mm-hmm. and so is laughter, and so is like all of those yeah. things that also just make you feel so good, so I can see how pleasure friendships definitely kind of fell by the wayside for a lot of people but like we mentioned I'm really happy that they're kind of they seem to be back at least in our lives and it feels really good to have these
1: ones (laughs) because they're just so joyful like we hung Mm -hmm. out with some friends yesterday and it was just like it was just so nice to just laugh and have fun and Mm -hmm. just like be goofy and silly and you know I just think that we haven't had a lot of that this last year and so it feels good to to just like you know not have everything be so serious all the time.
0: I know. I feel like I as a person have almost become like a little bit goofier over the last year just because I'm like, if I'm like alone with myself or like with one or two other people or whatever, I'm like I'm just gonna really
1: sink into this. There's I nothing like else the to do. Thing. I also think that I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like I've become kind of more unapologetic in the things that I like or I don't like, yes. and it's kind of like. you don't like that, that's fine, but I'm still going to do it. Whereas I think before I'd be like, oh, you're not interested in that. So let me like tone down that part of myself or let me just like not talk about that. Um, because you're not interested in it or it feels, like, awkward. And now I'm just, like, I don't really care. I'm just going to show up as myself and, like, yeah. take it or don't. I don't care.
0: Like, <laughs> No, I feel the same way. And I feel like part of it is, like, age. Like, I always say, I feel like I mm-hmm. aged three years in this pandemic. Like, not two. Oh like Just, like, that extra little bit. But I feel like it's really, like, bumped me over to the other side. But I think between that and then just, like, being at home and then also being, at least for me, like, in a place where I'm really, like, with those – close people in my life like it really has given me the permission to be like no no no, you can do whatever you want and I saw this funny thing the other day that was like I don't have any guilty pleasures I just have pleasures and I was like that is so true like I'm gonna take that energy with me to be like why would I be feel guilty about something if I like it if I enjoy it you know so I agree with you
1: on that I love that I mean I feel like this year has just been very eye-opening in terms of just the language we use and thinking about like, just like owning the things that you like and not mm-hmm. being like apologetic for who you are or what you want to do. I think I have felt like I have had license to do that. It's just so refreshing to be like, oh, I don't have to make myself feel guilty about that. And I think there is kind of like a sense of shame that we inherit or like in the way that we think about things that sometimes taints how we're how we feel like we're allowed to feel about things that bring us joy or, or like pleasure friendships it's like yeah it's just fun <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's okay yeah
0: no absolutely absolutely and too like once you once you get like really clear on like more so who you are and what you like and maybe what you don't like too and like the things that you like to do and be and like almost like doubling down on that I feel like yeah. that's also when you can kind of start like solidifying even more friendships like in any of these mm-hmm. categories, right. Around like, well, this is what I want to do and this is what I like. And I'm going to like make more space for people who are similar to me and like want to do the same things with me or like w- are looking for the same things as me. And I feel like maybe within this past year or two, like I've just um, almost gotten like more clarity around some
1: of those things as well. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's so true. Cause it's like, you really, attract what you put out Mm -hmm. and I think that because like when you are showing up as your authentic self then you're gonna you're gonna attract people who are also authentic and really like see you for who you are not like who you want to be seen as and I think that that's like a really important distinction and I think that that's also how you can take some of your friendships to that next like close friendship level because Mm -hmm. you're showing up authentically as yourself and unapologetically and not like feeling ashamed for who you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think that brings us
0: perfectly into the last of the three options, I guess, for these friendships, which is close friendships. And these are the friendships that have really deep connections. They might not be the type of people that we talk to every day, but when you talk to them, it's like no time has passed. Or maybe this is like your bestie who you talk to like every day or, you know, multiple times a week, whatever it may be. And I think the distinction that I really like that Amanda makes here is that a lot of these friendships might have started out as utility friendships or pleasure friendships, and they've morphed into these, you know, new types of relationships. And I think, too, like, that's another good reminder that everything takes time, you know? Like, you don't just get boom, right, to deep connection. It's a lot of stacking on top of each other, and it's a lot of time that usually takes... I am trying to think of, like... I don't know if there's ever been anyone in my life, you know, who, like, was, like, boom, super close. Because, Lydia, if you think about it, we, like, definitely started off as utility friends.
1: Well, I was (laughs) just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Because, like, yeah, it was was the proximity, right? Like, we were both new. We were both in the same situation. And we were like, oh, will you sit with me at lunch? And then the rest... Is history. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that is, like, a really important distinction. And, again, that's why it's important to invest in those friendships. Not everyone is always going to make the jump from a utility or a pleasure friendship to a close friend. And that's not always what we should be aspiring for mm-hmm. either. Like, I just don't – I don't think that that's the goal. But I do think that it's important to recognize that when we put effort and, like, you know, make the point to connect in these other ways – um, you're able to build some really lasting and cool friendships out of that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so funny
0: because I feel like that's the first time that we've ever hit on the origin of the podcast name, which is Will You Sit With Me? And for anyone listening who's like, what the heck does this name mean? And Why did they choose that? I remember Lydia on the very first day that we met in new student orientation at high school when we were transfer students I remember you said like oh like so are we gonna like sit together at lunch and I was like thank god I have someone to sit with because if I sit by myself in like the bathroom at a new
1: school I'm going to literally be so sad yeah that's what I was thinking too and I was Mm -hmm. like oh my god this is totally gonna be me and then after that first orientation I remember coming home being like don't worry mom like I have someone to sit with tomorrow (laughs) yes exactly
0: exactly so Totally utility friends, but I feel like we were really on the same page of, like, what we were both doing. We are like, all right, cool. Like,
1: I got you. You got me. Okay, we're good.
0: Yeah, we're good. And then it
1: just – it blossomed from there. So I think – yeah, I do think that it is such an important thing to know. And I also think, too – I don't know how you feel about this. I I do think that they are, like, categories, but I almost think it's kind of more of a spectrum, too. Oh, yeah. You know, because I do think that there are some friendships that I'm just thinking about in my own life that kind of fall – in between a bunch of different things. I wouldn't say that they necessarily, like, check different boxes. I feel like it is kind of more of, like, a linear – like, a spectrum, and and there's a lot of different places that you can fall. I think it's a little bit more complicated than just, like, does it check this box? Does it check that box?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like any of these things are super fixed. Like, once you're a utility friend, you're always a utility friend, or, like, it's really hard to get out of that box. I think I even have – I feel like if I think about it, like certain people who almost become utility friends in certain moments, like depending on like what we're talking about, you know. So I think even mm-hmm. like some of those close friendships like go into the utility spectrum sometime, which is kind of weird to think about, but it's you know, the way it is. And like even our friendship sometimes too, it becomes like um, I think like we we play in both of the fields, I would say. Like I feel like with work we're like yeah. almost utility where we're like, crowdsourcing information and like, <laughs> like trying to figure out what the heck is going on and then sometimes we just like are you know doubling down on the pleasure friendship and it's just like all about having fun and laughing and like all the things that we enjoy together which is like the core of a friendship like that's like yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like pleasure friendship is maybe my favorite one
1: of all three of these I think so too yeah. I was gonna say I feel like that's where you get so much of like the joy mm-hmm. in friendship and it's and it's like it, it's not complicated, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, like, spill your guts, like, you don't have to, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I think of it as being kind of more of that, like, easy, effortless friendship that just makes you feel really good after, Yeah. you know? totally, totally. I know, I'm
0: thinking of one of my friends who, she sadly doesn't live in D.C. anymore, but she was my friend where, like, if I found something really weird that I wanted to do, like I could always count on her to be like, Yeah, girl, let's do it And so that I was so that. fun because I'd be like, Hello, do you wanna go for like a guided meditation walk with me? And she'd be like, Great, sign me up. Do you wanna like go to a dog meetup? She'd be like, Absolutely, let me bring my dog. So You're like, Bless you. I know.
1: No, you need that friend in your life who's down who's down for stuff and I just think that yeah, it's just so fun and it helps I feel like that's part of then being able to build out your, like, closer friendships because you're having fun and exploring different parts of who you are and what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that when you kind of have that opportunity, too, it, it allows you to show up better in those other friendships that maybe are a little bit more, um, I don't want to say work, but there's, you know, like, there's more of, like, an emotional depth there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I love that you just said that
0: because... I'm going to plug another podcast just because I have to here. <laughs> but before we were listening or recording here, I was listening to a podcast with Brene Brown, as I said. And she she interviewed the two girls who wrote Big Friendship, which is a book about friendship. They are super interesting with really like interesting um, introspections about friendship and whatnot. And so they talked to Brene Brown all about friendships feelings of loneliness and whatnot but one of the things that they really touch on is how in society there's like this expectation and idea that if a friendship is hard work it's not like like something's like wrong and mm-hmm. what they argue is instead like when has anything worth having come easy and I was like oh my gosh that is really interesting because I think back to, The episode that we did with you and Sarah where you worked through it and you had to think about like, is Mm -hmm. this friendship worth it? Like, do I want to do the work? And you both came out on the other side saying, like, thank God we did that because this is better than it ever was, right? And so yeah, I think you know, those friendships that are so easy and effortless and maybe fall into this pleasure category are so important. But I think those friendships that kind of make you work a little bit more too, like really hold an interesting meaning in our life that kind of reflects more of what life is like about at its core you know so Mm -hmm. anyways I highly recommend everyone go listen to that episode too because it was very interesting and I hope to um an episode around like friendships being hard sometimes because yeah they are and it's interesting too Lydia because I feel like every time we sit down to record lately I'm like let's do like a fun like episode like (laughs) like let's like not have it be so heavy and then every time I feel like we like get into the heavier stuff and what I'm feeling like is like maybe that's like what friendship it is you know like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know maybe it's all harder than everyone thinks it is and just no one talks about it
1: I think it is because I think there's a lot of different dynamics even in the pleasure friendship that again while they're fun it's like You know, I I do think that there are things that we don't talk about or that we struggle with with those different types of friendship and Mm -hmm. trying to understand how they fit into the bigger picture and like how are we supposed to be showing up in those friendships? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. what are the expectations and like the boundaries with those different types of friendships? Um, Yeah, and I don't think we talk about that a lot. Like, we talk so much about relationships, like romantic relationships, we know that those are a lot of work, but I think when it comes to friendship and, and I think actually in any relationship, like part of the work is the personal work that you're doing as Mm. you're like growing and becoming yourself. Cause I feel like you're always changing and evolving, um, and trying to better understand like who you are and what your purpose is. And then there's the, you know, your friend the friendship side of like making that relationship work with someone who's also growing and changing. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes you're in sync and sometimes you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that we talk about that a lot. (laughs) It's kind of the expectation, I think, is that they're always a pleasure friendship. Like, it should always be fun
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: easy. And, you know, when it is hard, then it means that something is wrong or that, you know, how much effort is too much effort. Yeah,
0: totally. And one of the things that they talked about in the episode, which I thought was so interesting, is, like, what is the shame trigger point for making us feel Mm -hmm. like if a friendship is, is... something that you have to fight for or something that you have to put work into or something that isn't always perfect and fun and pleasurable like why do we feel a sense of shame around like we've done something wrong and like I I don't want to speak for you but like I'm sure that you felt that way at some like in some capacity with the Sarah situation like I've had situations where I've also felt that way and it's just interesting to think about like why like I I think that the narrative around personal like relationships with a romantic partner is very clear that like it's work <laughs> like everyone knows mm-hmm. that these days and I feel like almost like the work part is more romanticized now everyone's like yeah I know it's like really hard work right but like <laughs> we talked about like it, it people don't talk about it when it comes to friendship and I think it's a really important thing to note because it's just so natural to have like disagreements with people or not being in sync or I find too like as we get into more social situations like little comments you know that like trigger people or like stack on top of each other that that you know it just becomes more of of a thing so it's just something to
1: think about no I 100% agree yeah could not agree more (laughs) well with that should we
0: wrap things up I feel like that's really all I had to say about these three three friendship
1: types no I think this was such a fun episode I think again like there's so many core tenants that I think we're uncovering with friendship but this offers a different perspective that I think is really valuable and again like just a reminder that all different types of friendship are valuable and can be, you know, a stepping stone for closer friendships or just for feeling good like the point of friendship is to feel supported and to feel connected um and whatever type of friendships that you have like those are all like worthy and important and and valuable mm-hmm. in making you feel good so yeah just throwing that out there
0: (laughs) absolutely and I feel like too my last thing that I'll say on that point is that I feel like with this episode and the last episode as we've been talking I feel like me personally like I I feel like I'm going through my own journey of like finding and discovering like more parts of friendship and how I feel about it and like what's going on and whatnot and so all this to say Mm. that of course we have this podcast to talk about friendship we are not experts in (laughs) this (laughs) <laughs> like, we do not know anything outside of our own personal friendships. But with that, what I would say is, like, I, like as I guess you're done listening to the episode now, so whatever, if you listen to this again. But, like, stop and, like, think about some of the things, you know, that we're saying and, like, think about, like, how you really feel about it journal about it, you know? I did journal, by the way, um, going off the last episode. Yes, it's been interesting, Um, but I just think it's, like, it's important to be thinking about these things and not just taking in, like, what you and I are saying or, like, what Brene Brown said in her podcast episode, but, like, think about it, you know, and think about, like, how it makes Mm -hmm. you feel and what you're feeling like and how it applies to you, because I think that's, like, something I've been doing a little bit more lately, and it's been... A really interesting journey so
1: that's that's all I have to say about it. I that. love that <laughs> and I, I mean I feel like very privileged and lucky like I think this podcast has been so much fun because I think it's given me like time to think about things in a new way and challenge myself mm-hmm. and challenge like my comprehension of who I am and what friendship is so I just feel really lucky to, to have been on that journey but again like a lot of I think the aha moments that we've had have just come from having the space and the time to like really think about things in a different way and figure out like how does that then relate to me and in my ideology and I I love that what you're saying Lulu is really around you know I don't think you need to take everything at face value because we're all just people with different experiences some of them are shared but a lot of it's private and kind of Mm -hmm. how you choose to make sense of the world so I do think it's important to figure out where you fall in that or or what what your perspective is on it because it's probably going to be different than mine or yours (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah I just
0: thought I'd say that disclaimer after I hypothesized like three things that I'm sure are not accurate
1: (laughs) who's to say I was right there with you so
0: (laughs) (laughs) and all that to say if you think about that you're like you're so wrong email us about it please tell us yeah
1: we want to know yeah
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. You can find us dropping new episodes almost every Thursday, and you can find us at Will You Sit With Me on Instagram and Will You Sit With Me Pod on TikTok. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>